podcast interested. You guys, I'm speaking like that because I have a special guest. Anyways, welcome to a beautiful episode of my podcast entitled Interested. Why do I call it Interested? Because I'm actually interested in the people that I'm talking to. And I hope you guys are what? Interested too. And the person that I'm interviewing for this episode actually lent me his semen. Ladies and gentlemen, my father, keep it going for Samuel Shore. Yeah, and I said, well, would you please? My wife is suffering. She's uh, in pain. Okay, come on, boy. Hey, come on, move them cows. Yeah, oh. So I thought, what other better person to host this particular episode with me than Mr. Ru- is it Rudif or Rudy? Rudy. Rudolph. Rudolph on my license. Rudolph. Huh? Rudolph oh, wow. De Luca. And this is my dad's. This is my dad's best friend, writing partner for many years. Yes. Right. And tell the kids that are listening, the people that are listening, some of the stuff that you um you you worked with Mel Brooks. Yes. Some of the stuff that you did. Sid yes. Caesar. Sid Caesar. Well, Mel Brooks on the Carol Burnett show for five years. Right. A couple of Emmys. Right. You want to mention that? Yeah. You were in, weren't Say, you in Blazing Saddles? No. We're seeing Blazing Saddles tomorrow night at the Grauman's Theater (laughs) with Mel Brooks. It's 40th year anniversary. You're my dad's best friend and his writing partner. Mostly his writing partner. Best friend. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just say, don't even say writing partner. Right. Would you say Sammy Shaw's writer? Writer, okay. Because so, okay. he always introduces me. Here's my friend, Rudy DeLuca. So so tell the people that are listening. I mean, I know it's my dad, but who the hell is Sammy Shore for the people? Like, educate them as far as what he's done, some of the different shows. I know he toured with Elvis Presley, yes, Sinatra. Yes, yes. So Presley. tell the people. Uh, Sinatra. He Tom Hanks. Now, Tom Jones. Tom and Jones. also Engelbert yes. Humperdinck. Yeah, him too. God. Right. And you know, one of his biggest, who's not a name anymore, is Trini Lopez. Oh, wow. He did very well with Trini, Trini Lopez. Lopez. Right. Trini Lopez made a lot of money. That's so where it. did you meet my dad? I met your dad. Uh, Joe Bologna and I were writing for comics. We used to write oh. jokes. This was in New York City back when in the uh, So you met 60s. my dad in New York City in the Yes, 60s? your dad was playing a club that's no longer there called the Cop- Copacabana. Right. So the Copacabana, uh, you he met was him the there? Copacabana. Right. He hmm. did so-so there, I think. Copa is no longer there, but Joe Bologna and I started to write for him. Oh wow! And then Joe Bologna married Renee Taylor, and that was the end of him. Yeah. So I, I was stuck with your father. Right. And here I am with Sammy Shaw, wow. and he says to me, "What are you doing here, working at the comics? Come to California. Wow. And you stay with me, Mitzi Shaw." I'll have a room for you and everything and, and so forth. So I came out here. Oh, wow. So you met my dad in New York City at the yes. truck. What's it called? The Copacabana? Copacabana. 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 That's crazy. Jesus and then you Christ. came out here. So so that's cool. So you're going to sit in with me on Look, this? Look, I'm being interviewed by someone who doesn't know the Copacabana. Can you imagine that? It's, Give it's me a an shame. older guy. It's a shame. It's a yes. shame. So I found my dad in his hotel room in Tempe, Arizona, because we were performing together at the Improv. And I barge in his room and interview him. Oh, and people should also know today's your birthday. How old are you today? 80. No, 80 what? 81. No, you're not. 81? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you're a lot younger than my father. 
Yes, not a wow. lot younger. Yeah. Just a little bit younger. That's great. So sit in with me. Uh, you guys, this is Rudy DeLuca, my dad's best friend and a fantastic writer, producer. He's been on a lot of different shows. And this is my father, you guys. This is my actual dad. So I hope you guys sit in and you guys enjoy it. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my father, Mr. Sammy Sean. Rudy DeLuca, what's up, bro? Hi. Hi, Sammy. Here we go. Where are you, Sam? We're here in Tempe, Arizona, and we're at the, uh, what hotel is this? The Mission Palms Hotel, and we're playing, we're playing the improv. Yes. In, um, Beautiful in brand new club built from the bottom knowing up. That you, knowing that you came up with the comedy store with mom many years ago, and we're here performing at the oh, I didn't come up with the comedy store no, with my listen, mom. Just listen. It's not, don't but, say my no, mom. Okay, however you came up yes, with it. Yes, I came up, Rudy DeLuca and I came up. Your mother had nothing to do with the comedy store. Right, but that's not get the that, point that get I'm that, trying to make. Get that. <laughs> Get that thing down, written on paper, okay? No, but that's and stop not the point. To, the, the review that you got here in this city of Tempe yeah, I says said you came up with mother, the comedy store. No, you said that your was mother founded. <laughs> your mother founded a comedy store. She did not find. She had come into the time before for months. I had to re. I had to tell them that that wasn't the case. I told them today. Because I know you got mad at me last night. Yes, I did when I yeah. read the review uh, when they did a nice write-up Yeah, but do you think you. that the comedy store would have been is It would listed. not have been successful if I would have stayed there unless right. I gave it to somebody So let me ask you it. something. So do you know that there's a lot of animosity towards Bud Friedman and Mom and Yes, a lot. Right. Yes. So, so because Bud Friedman owns the, or owns the brand well, or the name of the improv. Yeah, well, he started it in New York. Right. He was, but my, my question to you is how does it feel knowing that you came up with the comedy store and there was all that animosity between mom and bud and, and then here we are performing in front of the improv sign. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. You know why? Why? Because it's comedy. I don't care if it's in a back garage. It's comedy. I have a microphone. I have an audience. And I go out and do what I do. I don't care what, who had it before. Who's, but so you, but so that had bud, bud and your mom is, is, is old news. Yeah. It, it's history. It doesn't make Nobody even remembers that. So we're here with Rudy DeLuca. Rudy, what's up? Uh, so what do you think about that? I mean, did so you came up with it. How does it? It was you and my dad. Yeah, yeah. And then she came up with the name, though, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Okay. Your dad w was driving me down Sunset Boulevard, and he mm. says, this is Frank Sennis' club, mm. and they want me to rent it out. It's got to already have a liquor license, and I want to open up and make it the Sammy Shore Room. I said, Sam, how many people are going to come to the Sammy showroom? Mm -hmm. About so his ego was in check right family, at the beginning. Right at the beginning. He's like, yeah. oh, the Sammy yeah, Shaw, call yeah, it yeah. the Sammy Shaw. I'm in our yeah. room. <laughs> this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Sammy Shaw. Right in room. the Sammy Shaw's room, yeah. he's coming out, and it's Sammy Shaw who's introducing himself. Right. I'm not coming and out now. So you now. said to him, no, not happening. No, 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 not no. Not happening, no. bro. No. So we went inside, and we saw this posh place we said hmm i said look i said there's a place in in new york called the improv we used to go to richie pryor jj uh, barry a lot of comics mm. i always went there because i live right there and i says there's no place like that let's funky this whole place up wow. make it dark and black and make it an improv room wow oh, right, right, so right. we said he said right away your father said yes i says we'll invite everybody from at that time there were shows you may not remember called laughing mm, I, I, I remember bewitched 
and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. By the way, they all came down eventually. Mm. And we get everybody we know and all the writers, and they'll come down here and, and comics and they'll perform. And we did. We we got in there on our hands and knees, painted it black, and made it. And we would brown. I don't know how long we were there. Three, four weeks. We said, "What are we going to call this?" Mm. So we start writing another name. You know, improv. I mean, improv West. Uh, we're going to steal that name. Right. Uh, the walk in, the step out, the uh, the impromptu. We couldn't think of a name. Wow. He came over to me one day. He says, "You know, I spoke to my wife Mitzi. She wow. has a name. What? Comedy store." Wow. I said, "That's it." Wow. That's crazy. And the rest is history. That's crazy. So what about, um, the, wasn't there animosity between my mom and Bud Friedman? Yes. What was up with Plenty that? Plenty of animosity. Yeah, because I remember them as a kid. I remember them on the cover of like the LA Times. Yes. Like what's the feud between Bud Friedman and Mitzi Shore? And Bud Friedman, for the people listening, started the improv. Yes. I used to run the comedy store with my, and Bud Friedman used to come in and I used to introduce him oh, all wow. the he time. Oh, he would go on stage here at the comedy store. Yes. No, he wow. didn't go on stage. I used to introduce him from the audience. Ladies and oh. gentlemen, the person that started all so this. So you used to go on stage at the comedy store too? I ran the comedy store. Mm. Because your father ran it a few a few a few weeks, and he couldn't take it. He said, right. "I can't perform and run it." You introduced at those days. We introduced the comics. Right, and now, right. ladies and gentlemen, the next comic is blah blue blah. Right, right. Now you go one right after. So the you night. were the host. That's right. Wow. And who are some of the people? Uh, but that I had you to be a host because there were a lot of people in the audience. You know, like I told you, laughing people came. All oh, right, right. And we had very a lot of people at the beginning. Wow. A lot of people. But we weren't making any money, and I'll tell you the punchline later why we weren't cool. making money. All right, we're cool. Well, we're here with Rudy DeLuca. This is my dad's, is it best friend or writing partner? Like, tell me the truth. Are you his best friend or not? No, I'm best friend, my So you're not friend. his best friend. No, what I am, I'm his writer. You're his friend. <laughs> <laughs> you got to right, say guys. it like that. Okay. Writer. Got it. So, Dad, how many years ago did you start doing stand-up comedy? 65 years. About 65 years ago. Yes. So there were microphones back then. They had microphones. Yeah, I did a lot of pantomime. So <laughs> 65 years 65 ago. 65 years ago, yes. And so you were on the road. Yes, I was in and out. Of the home. Just touring. Yes, all over the and place. And you're from Chicago. Yes. Born and raised in Chicago. Yes, yes. Right. And then, but are resort. you? But what's your what's your background? You're Jewish and you're Russian Jew, correct? My Russian Jew, yeah. Right. My mother was from uh, from uh, Kiev, Russia. Kiev. Kiev. Yeah. So that's my grandma. That's your grandmother. My yes. grandma. What's and my her grandma's father, name? Her what's father. my grandma's name? Lena Nestrovsky. Lena Nestrovsky. Where did the word shore come in? Well, that probably when they both came over to uh, 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 from Europe, both my father and my mother. I guess the name was Shimmer Urshet, so they just came up so with the name So sure. where were you born? I was born in Chicago. In, Ch in what, what year? In uh, 1927. 1927, yes. and that's where you were born. And how many years did they were they over here from from Russia before you were born? Oh, they were, well, I so they were brother, in their teens? My brother or? Morris. Uh, yeah, you had Philip and Morris were your two Philip brothers, and Mor right? Yeah, Philip and Morris and Bernard. Right. The three of them. So how many years were they here before you were born? And when they're in their 20s? Probably had to be, you know, 30, 40 years. So yeah. they were 40 years old and then out popped you? Yeah, probably. I was the last one. I was the, I was the uh, the youngest. And my, my youngest brother to me, I mean, close to me was Bernard. He was 10 years uh, older than me. Mm -hmm. And then Philip was uh, 15, 20 years. And Morris was about 25, 30 years. That's, you know, that's... 
Right, and then when you me. and when you decided to do stand up, you didn't do stand up first. You played the trumpet, right? Yeah, I played trumpet. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a trumpet player. Yeah, because you're good at the trumpet. You don't play the trumpet no, anymore. Because I, I remember as a kid, I used to come watch you at the horn. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Or on cruise ships, yeah, you used right. to take me around. Me and Peter, right. we'd go around and used to play yeah. the horn. I played the horn a lot. You played the horn at the horn. Let me. Yeah, I, I played the horn at <laughs> right, the horn. The horn. Yeah, that's, that's good, Paul. <laughs> Anyways, I was working with Bobby Darren in in. Toledo, For those of the people that don't know who Bobby, Bobby Darren is, tell to me what was songs. truly the most, the greatest of all singers of all what time. What was some of his songs? He was Splish Splash, I Was Taking a Bath. Wow. You know, so you were opening for Bobby Darren yes, with at, the trumpet. In, at, at a Chinese supper club in Toledo, Ohio. Right. And I worked with Bobby a few days, and he said to me, Sammy, why are you closing with the trumpet? Why is the last thing you do in your act when they walk out and say, boy, he really plays good trumpet, right. rather than... Boy, he's really a funny guy. Wow. Why don't you take the trumpet and put it in the middle of your act mm. and then close with your comedy? Right. And son of a gun, I did that, and he was totally right. Wow. He took me to New York with him. We worked a couple places, uh, uh, the Latin Casino and a couple. So you opened for a lot of uh, singers. You name it, singers. I've been there. So name me some of the singers that you opened for. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren, Tony Bennett, yeah. Sammy Davis, right. Elvis Presley, Barbara Streisand. Right. Um, Tilly, uh, Til- Mickey, oh J- Mickey Mick, Tilly. Mick Tilly. Yeah, I yeah, remember Mick- he used to play the Harrows when yeah, I was a kid. Right, Mickey Tilly, uh, and he used to uh, play there. Uh, Mickey Gilly, I thought it was Mickey. Gilly. Mickey Gilly, yes. Right, right, right. Uh, any, any, all of the uh, Kenny Rogers. And what about the cruise ship? I remember you took me and Peter on a lot of cruise ships. Yeah, you went on a cruise ship with uh, your mom and I, and we w- went. I don't know where, what year was that. That was like the sixties. I think it was nineteen twenty. I don't know when it was. It was, it was the seventies. How old were you at the time? Well, I'm sixty eight. I was born in sixty eight, so it was probably the early seventies. Yeah, probably the early seventies. Yeah. Right. Did you like it? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was great. Yeah, yeah we'd I, go all over. I couldn't. It, to me, it, it was. It didn't work out for me. Later on, I worked a few more because I had lived too much, oh, and right, they don't right. like. That. Yeah, they want to have. They, they yeah, I want, never played cruise ships. No, you would never last in two minutes on a cruise ship. How do you know? Times have changed. Well, I know. <laughs> right. No, no. What if they, it's a party cruise? They do cruise. have some off color. They, they, uh, they have a clubs now. They have clubs where you can do off color color humor. Sex, sex yes. clubs on the on the on the on the ships. Right. Called the Late Show around eleven and twelve o'clock. So As did you ever go with him to, to Las Vegas when he worked with Elvis yes. Presley? I went, uh, yes, I went really? to one of the, uh, Elvis made his comeback, and your father was the lead comic, and I went backstage, and I met Elvis, he says, uh, he says, Elvis, this is my friend, mm. not, not the not, writer, not the writer, no, right. he didn't say writer, he didn't want other people to think that uh, he was writing this material, he, right. wanted, he, he wanted to feel like he wrote the fucking right. material, yeah. when you wrote the shit, that's right, that shit. I wrote the, the crap he did, right, and then, he introduced me at Presley. Says hello there, right. just hello there. That's it. He would have said hello, writer, if he right. knew I was a right. writer. He would right. say hello, writer. Wow. You know, maybe maybe you could write something for me. Right. So your father <laughs> screwed me out of a job, maybe. So what do you think about Elvis? How was he? Oh, I mean, he was. Oh my God! I mean, right? It was in those days. It was right. tantalizing. Boom, 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 and he right. had come out and. He uh, was like a caricature of himself. Exactly. That's a good point. Right. That's was like, exactly yeah, he, what he was. He became like a caricature, kind of like a silly yes. version of himself. Yeah, a silly version of himself. Right. But he was really good. I mean, wow. it, it was exciting. Wow. You know. And was there a lot of vagina and like girls and like alcohol back then? Because I know my dad. But here's the deal. Like my dad, I know. He, like he, let's be honest. He was. He wasn't. He didn't want to be in the relationship. 
with my mom. So he was on the road a lot, <laughs> fucking around. So so he was banging a lot of girls. Oh, Jesus. I mean, Christ. my mom's not going to hear this. She's no. cool. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but she read the book. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she, you know, because he didn't want to be in the relationship. He didn't want to, she didn't want to be in the relationship. So he yeah. was fucking around a little bit on the road. But I don't even know if he wants, I don't even know if he wanted you. Right. No, definitely not, for sure. <laughs> definitely. But did, did you see a lot of the girls backstage with Elvis? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You're, I wasn't you're allowed like a virgin. backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was at the front. Right. I never went backstage. I'm, I'm just a lousy writer. What the so, heck they want to meet? So Your did father. my ever dad say, yo, Rudy, I got some vagina, Elvis's extra vagina? No, no, really? I wasn't involved with that. Yeah, but he didn't say it. Because I know, like, back in the day when I was younger, in my 20s, if I was, like, with a chick, I'd be like, yo, Jim, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I hooked up with this chick. Da, da, da. He, no? He was touring with them for six years. No, I didn't tour with him. I no, just, my dad toured with him for six years. Oh, yeah, but I only met Elvis. I only went once. No, to I know, but there. my dad never told you about the girls. Well, I can't say that. Okay, good. Okay, good. So he was getting some vagina. That's good. <laughs> no, um, but very little. Your father told me very little. He's not going to tell me yeah. all the girls. Yeah, of course. Are yeah, you mentioning all the girls on the air here? He doesn't care at this point. doesn't no, matter. He doesn't care. I don't know who. Because no, I, I would have if you, I was him. You know about all the girls, right? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, no disrespect to my mom or anything, but if I was him. And you got Elvis Presley, and there's so many girls that can go after Elvis Presley. There's got to be some extra ones lingering. Yes. And that's what he even says in yes, his act. In he's his like, act. And the you go to that, you come to see The leftovers. The he's leftovers. Just, exactly. Come to my room. I'll introduce you to right. Elvis. I just think that that was probably like an amazing time. I was a kid when I met Elvis Presley. I was little. You know, I was I was little. I met him. I was there. You remember me, him? Yeah, because me and Lisa Marie are born on the same day and the same age and the same birthday and everything. We're both forty six. Yeah, February I remember 1st. when when we were running the comedy store. He says, "Who do you who do you have home?" Well, I know because I lived in your house. You know, uh -huh. you weren't born then. Would you live at Clifton Wait Way or sixty seven? Clifton Way. Oh, you lived on Clifton yeah, Way. Yeah, Sandy so you were like my, my, Peter? my dad's creepy friend on the couch. Yes. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> I'm right, more with one. my dad right here and Rudy DeLuca. He's still sitting here. Come back, Rudy. Come back. So let's go back to where you first met mom. You first met mom in the in this. In, I was in the fifties when you were playing Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Yes, right? I was. She was working as secretary to the boss. Her right. name is. And this is Mitzi Shore, who, no, who Mitzi started Sardell. the comedy store. She what? She didn't start the comedy store. No, your mother did not start the comedy. You store. started it. Yes, with Sandy Rudy, Shore. right? With Rudy DeLuca, right? And with all those you people that don't know Rudy DeLuca, he worked with Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, and he's written movies with well, and you know, and. That's where, and he's won two Emmys for the Carol Burnett Show. Yeah. So Rudy was very important in my life, and he's one of my. Yeah. He's my best friend. Yeah, Rudy is your best friend. Yes. So yeah. anytime he you still do, is. yeah, anytime you do get jokes, you re you run them yeah, by we Rudy. Write joke. We write right. them together, and he'd come up with a bit, and we add it to him. And so you and were in, so you were in, um, you were in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, performing all summer, and mom, mom, well, Missy, she's secretary Seidel, she's to the boss, secretary to the boss, to the, to the boss, and she used to type jokes up for me. Mm. See, and we were both young people. You're dating, and you know, kind of dating, and then we had sex. One was she night. was she the only girl that you had sex with that whole summer at the camp? I don't remember. I have to go back in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Remember. But you, but you used to like basically go on the road and like have sex with women. 
Well, had sex with her. Yeah, when I was young, of course. Yeah, I did. not now. I'm talking about well, when you not, first not started. Well, not now. They get out of the room. That's why you had to how, come to the how room. How old are you right now? 86? 86. Yeah, I'll be 87 great. in February. I hope when I'm 86, I'm like you. Well, if you yeah. get to 86 and yeah, you're still Jesus. doing it, you'll be very successful. If anyone gets to 86 and they're like you, that's, that's fucking true. amazing. That's true. Everything Someone's else is... up there screwing around with us. Yeah. I don't know who it is. <laughs> right. God or That somebody. says we have to go at some point. Yeah, at that's some point. That's fucked up. We have to just leave and get out of get out get out of the way so the younger people yeah, like the next your assistant. Yeah, Joshua. Uh, Joshua, Joshua Morris. Can, can can live on and do and fulfill his dreams. Right, right. And so what it's I the tried, next in line. And what I try to do now is help the young people, which I've done all my life, and try to help them lead them on a road to but let's go back let's go back to i'm just trying to get the call i'm trying to interview about your life the whole thing not just right now so i'm just trying to see so people know where so you met mom and you got her pregnant yes out there well, well we i was you didn't with use Bobby. a condom I, why didn't you use a condom that's a, no i guess i didn't in those yeah. days i don't know what well, it was, do you, was there condoms i don't around? use condoms in these days i don't even remember in if that, there were in those condoms days. i don't know maybe because you, because you got her pregnant a lot. Well, uh, oh, four kids. Yeah, that's Another, a lot. Yeah, and I heard there was one that you that didn't you guys have an abortion? One would did no one. Uh, uh, she had an abortion with wow. one. It would have been another girl. Wow. So I would have had four. What happened four, there? Why did she I have, have an abortion? No we just got we got she got uh, it's too many pregnancies Time. in a row. It was just why did too you many keep getting kids. her pregnant if you weren't unhappy? Uh, she didn't know how to take care of herself. Yeah, but you orgasmed in her. Did I what? You orgasmed in her. No, I did. So, went across the street and did. <laughs> no, and but you her. orgasmed in her, so like of you, I you did. got her pregnant too. So it was well, a fifty-fifty thing. Yeah, but I'm thing. saying she didn't. Did, they had things in those days, the ring or whatever it was that she could have used that she wouldn't get pregnant. She didn't right. know how to so, put it in, and she did, she didn't she know how to put it in. No. And you had to know how to pull it out, yeah, and pretty I much. Right, whatever, whatever right. you want to, whichever way you want to call it. So and, why did you have an abortion? For the one, because we just had, we just a, had, had a Scott, Scott or uh, Sandy. Sandy. We just, oh. we just had. Because uh, there's uh, a 15 year, 15 year yeah. gap between. So just for, again for the people that are listening, the order is Scotty Shore who's right. 60. He's 60. You got, you got, Sa- you got Sandy Shore who's 58. Right. And then you got Peter Shore who's like 48, I think. And then I'm 45. Right. So You're there's old, a 50. Yeah, we we know that. So, so you didn't know that my dad had an abortion? No, he never told me that. Really? And he you were this creepy friend on the sofa, and you should know these things. Creepy friend on a sofa. That's what you said. Yeah, but he no, you said no, that. No, he said it. No, I, no, I just said funny. I was on a sofa. You said yeah. creepy. No, I know. I'm just kidding. And I sat in a no, corner. No, you were helping him write his jokes. Yeah, and you were like, I, I says, who's sleeping in that bed? Right. Well, we're getting a kid, another wow. kid. It was and like Auschwitz. Paulie. It was like Auschwitz. It was like all these different yeah, beds. That's and right. Shit. That's right. There were a lot of beds. It was Scotty. So it was Scotty was working on little houses. Wow. Little houses. I'm telling you, this is the wow. truth. I said, "What are you doing? Where the hell is that going to get you?" Wow. Today, your brother owns half of the, yeah, the real Diego. estate yeah, in yeah, San yeah. Diego. Right. So that's how much that I knew. That's his thing. Where Where did all the so Clifton Way in Beverly Hills was a small kind of apartment complex, and it was me, mom, you. Sandy, Scotty, Peter—it was the whole thing. That's right. You were the only wow. one who wasn't there. Wow. You, you, you were just saying, "Hey, make me, make me. I'm ready to come." Right. You know, but you're right about your father. What? You know, he didn't get a. They didn't get. Well, your mother would, when your father was at home, your mother would lay there in bed like, wow. "Oh, Rudy, she used to have these tremendous yeah, headaches." headaches. Oh, I got a headache, and I know where they're from. I don't know where they're from. Oh, oh they 
Mitchie, I'm home. Oh, oh. Really, it got worse. worse. Oh. Wow. So we know who gave her the headaches, right? Yeah, him. Yeah. But but he didn't. they both didn't want to be there. Isn't that crazy? Well, People listening, if you learn anything from this podcast interview, if you're in a fucking relationship and you're both miserable and you both have headaches, you're going to get a disease. And, like, get out of it, dude. You should get out of it from the beginning. Yeah. And then you would never have been born. Well, yeah, but that would have saved people a lot of, you know. Uh, yeah, a lot of bad jokes. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, but you were born and you yeah. wanted to become a comedian. Yeah. The other, the other, you know, Scotty wanted this, Peter wanted Lloyd, and you wanted to be... Uh, what I about be, Sandy? Yeah. What did Sandy want? Sandy, uh, I don't remember what Sandy wanted. She wanted. Sandy was like she yeah. wanted to be loved by the hippies. Yes, yeah. She, she wanted, wanted to be, be loved, loved. Period. Yeah, we love Sandy. Yeah, she's we a all love Sandy's lady. great, beautiful lady. All right, well, here with uh, Rudy DeLuca, my dad's writer. That's. He said it was your best. He said he was your dear friend, and you were like going, "Oh, ah, baloney!" Not he, I was his writer. Writer. All right, here he is, my dad. And Rudy DeLuca on my pocket. Are you still interested, bro? Yeah, it's going good. Jesus. You're, you interviewed him this very well. This is your well. birthday. A Happy Sunday, birthday, too. A, yes, a son interviewing a father. Yeah. The way you do with the with the, with the the wearing condoms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're getting like, right It's un- unbelievable. We're getting into it. Here we go. More? You were in Toledo, Ohio, and then right. you got a call from I'm her. I'm working with Bobby Darren, right. and after the show, and this was Charlie, when you were this was when you were dropping the trumpet in the middle or the end of the act. Yeah, and that's this when I started changing over with Bobby Darren told me to to uh, uh, you know put my trumpet in the middle, and I did. But it's that one night, Charlie, the owner of the uh, uh, Chinese Supper Club, which I worked. He said, oh, Sammy, you got long distance telephone call. You go in the office and take a long distance telephone call. You long distance call. Pay, pay. Right. You go. So I went in the office, and your mom, Mitzi's on the phone. Wow. And they started, didn't have cell phones back then. She started there. crying. They, had they didn't telephones. have cell phones. Yes, they Tele- had telephones. But then. no cell phones. No cell phones. So you just got off stage. Off the stage. And there was a message waiting for you. Charlie was what called me over after after the sh- and he said that Sam, Sam Toledo had, Toledo, Ohio in the fifties. Uh, right. Working with Bobby Darren right. and, and the Chinese and the, and the Chinese owner Charlie right. says you have a, a long distance telephone call the office. So right. I go in the office and I pick hello and she's Oh Sammy, it's Sa- Sammy, it's Mitzi. I said, Hi Mitzi, well what's going on? She's um, she started crying. She right. said she was pregnant. Wow. I, I, I didn't know what to say to Your her. Your stomach I, probably I, I like, was like, right? Because you I were was, off. I was sick. I was sick about it. I was sad about it. I felt really terrible for her. I felt terrible for both of us. Y- y- yeah. Here we are, these young kids. Right. How old are you around? I had to be. Well, Scott's 60, so you're 86. So what's I'm the math 86. on this? So you were 26 years old. Yeah, 25, 26, wow. something like that. Right. Just really getting my foothold right. in the business. Right, you right, know? right. And uh, so it wasn't good. I news. said to her, I said, we'll come to Toledo and we'll get married. Wow. And she said, really? I said, yeah, just come. and We'll just get. Wow. Married. I really did. not. But you didn't want to get. Married. Married. No, so right me. after you said that, you felt like shit. Why the fuck did I just say what? that? Right after you said that, you're like, why the fuck did I just say this? Yes. Right. I was very sad about it. And we got the rabbi. We got married right in the club on the stage with the Chinese waiters holding up the chuppie. 
Wow. Which is the thing that went over your head. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. got married there, and, and you and, were, and you and felt and like shit. Why the fuck did I just do that? I felt. And the rabbi in Toledo, there he was a rabbi, and he said, "Okay, break the glass." And I was Smashed trying him. to miss it, and you know, I was trying <laughs> right. to put pound against it. <laughs> and the rabbi said, "Sammy, you got to break the glass." And I said, "Where is it?" Oh, yeah. And boom, then I finally right. broke the glass, and that was it. Wow. And we were married. I had to do a show that night. Oh, fuck. So it sucked. And she was in the audience? Yeah, she was in the audience. And what did it feel like whenever she it was, was in terrible. the audience? It was terrible. You just didn't like to perform in front no, of her? No, I didn't. It, it was, I, I don't remember how, how I did. Why did you like not performing in front of her? Well, but she's always very, very Judgmental, opinionated. opinionated. She was always opinionated. Right. Oh, why are you doing that? Why are you right, doing right. And later on, she was right. But in the beginning, yeah, at the it, beginning, it, it's like you're trying to just, figure your own thing out. You right, don't need exactly. people telling you shit. Yeah, and and, yeah. and uh, I was trying to find a way for myself, what you know, which is my way to go in comedy. And yeah, I was doing very good at, at with bits and characters and, and yeah, you were funny. You, you know, not I mean, you were always funny. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I created a lot. Of, uh, the the preacher bit that I did was stolen from me by from Don Rickles. Flip Wilson yeah. and uh, not Don Rickles. Flip Wilson oh. stole. Uh, b- uh, brother Sam for me and, and everyone started doing preachers and I was originally I started it. I was so we're back here with Rudy DeLuca my dad's writer writer good I like so, you I like you too yeah. so so what do you think about all that stuff he was saying it's heavy stuff it's, it's true heavy shit, right? I remember when he was doing a pre- he did the yeah. preacher bit one day on stage and I was sitting in the audience mm. he that's he took me to all the, you know, when he played the Playboy Club, and the Playboy Club was very big. And I saw, so you So you know, guys got to perform in front of Playboy Bunnies? Again, with the bunnies and the girls. People want to know about those days. When I don't know about vagina. the bunnies. I used to see them. They the used to fuck come. is going on, they Rudy? You're acting say- like you're a fucking virgin. You were in Hollywood <laughs> in the fucking 50s, 60s, and 70s, working on fucking Mel Brooks films. There was vagina, dude, back when it was cool to bank pussy on the sets. No. Yeah, we, it was, dude. We used dude. to talk jokes. We didn't talk vagina. Whatever. Jokes. Whatever. Comedy. Jokes is oh you're winking so jokes is like a, a secondary <laughs> word for a vagina. No, but I you used guys, to see he's it. winking. He's like jokes and he's winking. The writer never had the girls. It was the yeah. comic. Right, right, you know right. that. So tell me about my dad preacher bit. You used to sit in the. He, in the he your dad was doing a. He did. Hey, I'm a preacher. He just did one or two jokes. He mm. never did the. See, he didn't do a preacher bit. So I went home. I, mean, I used to go to restaurants and write down jokes. Boom, 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 and I handed it to him. One great thing about your father, more than anybody I know, is he tried stuff. Mm. And he's willing to do new stuff. And anything I wrote, he did, wow. whether he bombed or not. Bombed a lot, but yeah. uh, we don't talk about we that. All this isn't going on the air, is it? Yeah. So right. I taught, <laughs> I taught, and then he, he went on stage, and he did the bit right away. So wow. I wrote more jokes. And, wow. and then he, would, he was very good in uh, trying new material. I wow. love your dad for that, boy. Wow. Not many comics trying. are like that. Yeah, they're all frightened to yeah, death to, tr- to try to get out of the comfort yeah. zone. And then what about my mom watching my dad? He always had kind of a phobia of that. He kind of knew that she had her shit together when it comes to looking at talent, because she was always pretty honest. Hence the reason why she's like a superstar up and developing all the comedians out in the comedy store. Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, all these guys. So my. So my dad, Sammy Shore, was like the first person that she kind of, cri- I don't want to say criticized, but kind of like developed or kind yes. of gave her two senses. So she what was up with that? Yes, that's so very didn't, right. he didn't like to 
No, very but she wasn't very forceful. Mm -hmm. I mean, with him, she was. When I came to California and stayed in your house and puzzled me your bed that you were born up, grown up in, I, uh, your mother was very jealous of me. I could tell. Mm -hmm. She always says, Rowdy, you're not a man. You don't have a job. She said that to me. Oh, wow. And I said, but Mitzi, I'm writing for your, your, your husband, your husband here. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Sammy's not going. Sammy doesn't listen to me. Nah. She didn't like that he started to listen to me. But your mother had something I never knew. Wow. That, that uh, intuition? The, intuition, desire. I didn't know she could run a comedy store. I didn't know she could do anything like that because she was always had a headache. And she was always laying in bed or, you know, raising the family That's while so Sammy sad. Shaw was doing everything. Wow. And when we, well, we're not getting to that later. No, when she took over the comedy yeah, store, yeah. I was surprised that she knew how to run it. And she ran it better than we so did. She had a we'll lot talk of headaches. That. That's terrible. Oh, yes. Poor, poor baby, huh? Yes, and who do you think gave her the headaches? Really, he did. Oh, sure, he was well away and here and there. Around, yeah, uh, drinking, drinking a little booze here and there, and yeah, well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Did you talk about your father's drinking? But mm. I got to say one thing: mm. he drank at the comedy store. Right. He drank every time he was around, going on stage. But I've never seen your father blind drunk. Mm. I've never seen him stupor, uh, in a stupor, or falling down, or anything. So for he, an alcoholic, he did pretty yeah, he good. He probably wasn't one of those type of alcoholics. Now Pat McCormick, mm. six foot eight comic, right. when I ran the comedy store, he came out. He was the last one to leave. Oh, Rudy, and he bang against wow. the wall of the comedy. I says, Pat, y you think you can make it? Uh, yeah, just show me to my car. He oh, would say. Oh shit, dude. He was really falling over himself. Fuck. And I heard later on, many years later, he crashed his car. Fuck. But your father, no. Wow. But something did happen with your father in the car. We'll talk later. He got a blowjob from a hot chick? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. We're here with Rudy DeLuca, my dad's writer, and his sidekick, <laughs> his little sponge on the sofa, his best friend that my dad took under his wing and grabbed him from New York City back in the day. Here we are on Polisher's Interested. So then once she was pregnant and then you guys just kind of took off on the road because she was living yeah. with her mom, right? And her and her mom didn't get along at all. Right. Because her mom was kind of like really always she had was, headaches. She was just, a, she was just a nasty as, woman. Yeah, she was, she was not was. cool. So she, so my mom's choice yeah. was either stay with the nasty woman right. or go with you on the yeah. road. Well, we had to go. We went on the road. We started, we packed up the, uh, uh, the station wagon we had. And we put the TV on top, and right. I mean, it was like uh, the wagon train. And then you guys and, did uh, Montreal, you toured, yeah, 10 you below toured. zero. We put Scotty in the dresser drawer. So where was Scotty born? In Detroit. Scotty was born in uh, in uh, in uh, in Wisconsin when I was working a resort. Mm. We rushed your mom to when she was having labor pains. We so this was about nine months after the Toledo thing. Yeah, yeah, around, she, yeah, right, that, yeah, yeah, right, and then. Uh, the, uh, the cows were crossing the pathway on the way, and your mother was screaming in the car. The right. baby was coming out, and I, I said, I told the farmer, you know, could you get your, you know, cows out of the way? My wife is going to have a baby. Oh, go left, right, or not? You know, baby's right here. You can have babies with all the cows. <laughs> that would really be something nice, there, man. Yeah, and I said, well, would you please? My wife is suffering. She's uh, in pain. Oh, okay, hey, come on, boy. Hey, come on, move them cows. Yeah, oh. And she moved the cows, and, and we finally got to the hospital, and Scotty was born in, in, in Wisconsin. 
So that's uh, that's uh, the story. Yeah, and then uh, and then what about um, and then you moved down to you moved to Miami and you got a nice well, place we, down yeah, there. Well, yeah, we lived. You, we lived. Then you had Sandy right after around. that. What? You had Sandy right after that. What happened there? Yeah, well, the Sandy. I was working uh, at the Falcon Show Lounge, which was a, had a bowling alley in the back. And uh, I dropped your mother off at the hospital. I said, you know, Mom, you know, Smithy, I got to go do the show, and I'll be right back. And, you know, for, so you can have the baby. And then I, I'm on the show doing my show, and all of a sudden in walks the doctor and waves his hand as he walks through the door. And he was drunk. Right. He said, hey, Sammy, you had a baby girl. Wow. And I said, oh, ladies and gentlemen, my wife said had a baby girl. No shit. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. So and then, like, so, so then, the Miami. What happened down there? Well, then we that seemed we like because I saw pictures as living a, in Detroit. We were living in Detroit. Oh, okay. At P. I. My agent's house. We were paying one hundred fifty dollars a month. He wow. gave me the house for one hundred fifty dollars a month. We stayed there, and eventually, I bought a house there mm. for fifteen thousand dollars in Detroit. It was a great house. Wow. I mean, it's probably worth maybe fourteen now. No, it's probably worth you know a lot of. I don't know about Detroit, but I'm saying. It was a big house, two way, two way, you know, upstairs and downstairs, mm-hmm. and it was a great house. And we lived there for a couple, two, three years, I think. And then I decided I got a call to go maybe to, to Miami. Miami, yeah, to yeah, Miami. Yeah. And then you moved down I went, there. I moved to Miami. I should have went to New York right. and I went to Miami. Made right. a big mistake. But wasn't Larry King down there in Miami? And, and Le- did, Larry did they King have like was the flamingo? Did, yeah, what I was the, the fountain show. blue? Well, the he had nearly, was down yeah, there? he was uh, he was around. I forgot where he where that he was did. the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. yeah, he had a radio show there, very successful, and I did it a few times. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. He's always been nice. Yeah, and uh, you see how time passes. He's no longer there. Yeah, as a show. He's yeah, but he had a good run. He had a great run. Yeah, but I'm just saying about time and show yeah, business. About comes the time and your time will come. You yeah. say, oh my god, yeah, should I so. go to Hawaii now or should <laughs> right. I just lay back and just uh, so enjoy all my money that I made? And, so you, you were know. in Miami for 10, 15 years? Uh, 10 years. And then it was time to move to LA. 10, ten uh, time to move to LA. I got a call. What I had done was Sterling Silivan, who was a writer of Route 66, it was a very, very popular television show. We're, 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 we're filming at the Guy Lombardo Hotel in in St. Petersburg, Florida. I happened to be working at that hotel. I was working in the lounge. Mm. And Sterling Sullivan, who became a, a a very famous writer, he got an Academy Award for some of his movies. He was writing the show, and he came in the lounge that night, and I was there, and he saw me. And he said, God, Sammy, you're a funny guy. Mm. Let me, we're doing Route 6. Yeah, I know you are. You're wow. Let me write you. I got an idea. I'm gonna write you in the. I'm gonna write you in the show. Wow! And all of a sudden, I'm gonna be on the, one of the number one shows in the whole country, R- Route, Route 66, 66. And I played a leading part in it wow. as a mechanic to the boats. Oh wow! You know, and then it turned out so well that we're gonna do a series on it. And Sterling called me from from California. He said, Sammy. Why don't you come up, come out to California here? There's a lot of things that are happening, and you could probably do very well. And right there, that was my invitation to say, hey, Mitzi, let's get out of here. Right, what's up with, what Mitzi? is Route 66? Route 66 was a big show. My good Lord, you don't know Route 66? There was only one way to get to California. It was Route oh, 66. Wow. And they made a, a film, I mean, a television show about it. Route 60, Route C, 
You know, did you ever hear of? Uh, I heard of Route 66, but I didn't know if it was a show or a movie or. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. year was this? This was like in the 60s. Yes. So how the fuck would I remember 60s. that shit? I can't remember what I did last week. Did I you, you know who Charlie Chaplin is? Yeah. Well, you weren't born then, were you? No, but you that's read about it. You heard about right. it. You're right. I should know Route 66. God, you know, everybody now that knows I think Route about 66. It, I do know Route 66. See, I got it. <laughs> dug right, it into it's, you. The, it's a street that goes from Nevada to California. Yes, you're right. Nevada to California. Yeah. Yeah, all the way. That's Route 66. Yeah, Santa Monica, yeah. So my dad was a plumber or something, an electrician on the TV show? Uh, you know, I don't no, remember he was, he that. he worked for the boats. I don't remember what he did then because I came to California later. I didn't see him then. I, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about Mel Brooks really quick because I know you worked Now we've got to tell you about Just Mel tell, in the tell, middle yeah, of yeah, this yeah. bacocta thing Fuck here. Fuck it. We're flowing, man. Mel, what do you want to know about Mel? Mel Brooks uh, wrote Blazing Saddles, and Friday we're seeing Blazing Saddles, 40th anniversary. That's the one movie I had nothing to do with, Blaze, and everybody yeah. loves that one. Right. At Grauman's oh, Chinese shit. Theater. But this is gonna this is gonna so be you, over by yeah. the time people hear this. Well, no one's gonna hear this anyway, so well, it doesn't that's good. really matter. So. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so Somebody's gotta saddles, hear it. What was You're the most play it to somebody? What was you? the most yeah, my friends just in a couch area. Uh, go ahead. No, listen, the most the most famous scene in Blazing Saddles is the fart scene. With the beans. Two things they talk about all the time. Okay. The fart scene and the hitting the horse. Uh, where Karis hits the horse. Did they say the, the N-word in that movie? Plenty of time. Wow. Well, no, actually, yes. They say the N-word, but they say, nih. Nih. Do you know he was there? And they stop him. Oh. But then they do say the, wor- uh, the N-word the word. when the uh, uh, gong plays and cuts it out. So it's a very done very cleverly, and I had nothing to do with that movie. So it. which Mel Brooks films did you fuck with? What were you, what, well, the lesser ones. I came with Mel after... Because um, you wrote with him a lot. Yes, until we get it straight. But I'm boom. Uh, I wrote... Af- I met Mel... <laughs> <laughs> I met Mel um, after he did a movie called... Uh, let's see. Twelve. Um, just a minute. Oh, well, you guys just stand by that are listening. Stand by, you're everybody. A, hold it. Ready a, a for a cut. Yeah. Yes, post depression. Old man depression. No, yeah. so no. He did. I how wrote. Many films did I you wrote work a, with a silent movie. Ron Clark went to a Mel. Silent movie. How do you write that? There's no fucking writing on it. Do you know? See how this is how much you know. Shit. Born now in he's pointing. You guys. He's pointing at me. We we <laughs> we got we almost we got nominated for writing. Wow. Silent, movie. silent movie. Of course, you there's a light of writing. Man walks up to then. a bed. He walks up to a, a machine. He puts the minute. You know all the writing there is to do that? Yeah. There's a lot of writing. You okay. don't say anything, okay. but there's okay. a lot of yeah. So get that in your mind. All right, here we are, guys. We're here with Rudy DeLuca on Polly Shore's Interested. I hope you guys, well, I am Polly Shore, so I hope you're interested. Here we go. When you first arrived at L.A., didn't you stay at that hotel that's on the corner of Sunset Boulevard yes, yes. and the 405? Yes, yes. The circular hotel. Yes, yes, That hotel, how long's that hotel been there? I don't know if it's, is it, is it still, still there. Still there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the hotels. And that's it's where it. you guys, you landed, right? Yeah. And at this stayed, time, stayed you had two kids in tow. Two kids, And right. you're like, fuck, this sucks. I know. But I you know. were also kind of cool with it because they were great kids. They were great kids. Great kids, yeah. Yeah, they were. They were. But great you were kids. like, it was almost like you had this Jewish lady that was, mm. and you had Scotty and Sandy, and you had this huge opportunity for yes, you. Exactly. So you had all this weight on your shoulder, and you wanted to be A lot free. Of weight. And then what about vagina though? Didn't you like girls? The what? 
Why do you always do that? I'm just trying to. Well, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to, to ask, listen to your stupid question. That's not stupid. You liked girls, right? Oh, quite. I always. I mean, I girls. saw you. I used to see pictures of you with chicks and Elvis and all that stuff. I was always with, always yeah. like girls. Girls yeah. always liked me because I was the comedian. They yeah. laughed at me. So it was They tough. wanted to be with me. The was same thing t- today. You see the women in my dressing room. They all come in my dressing yeah, room. They, they want to stay and talk with me and all, you know. So it was tough for yeah. you, though. It was what? It was tough for of you. Of course it was tough. You yeah, know, because you I had, you I had, had I was still a young guy, and I was like, everyone wanted like me. 30 you know? years old. You're and getting Route 66. Yeah. And you got this fucking, this anchor. And then I it's what? It was like an anchor. Yes. It was like it was tough for you. Yes, very tough. Yeah, it must have been exhausting. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I feel it just having a girl hang out with me just for a couple of days. Well, you feel exhausted with hanging no, out with no, me? No, no, girls. Like if a girl's spending too much time with you, I can imagine what it's like to try and do comedy. Because people that are listening don't realize like comedy is one of those things that you need to be free. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? You need, you need to be free. You can't have all this weight around you. That's why one of the things like you and mom both kind of instilled in me from what I remember, don't get married, don't have kids. That's right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's one of the reasons I'm not married and I don't have kids. Yes. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it's definitely part of but it. But what is the other reason that you think it might be? Um, probably because, because I what? don't want to be guilty and be dishonest to a girl. Yes, Definitely. You know? And that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be alone and than be dishonest. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's well. That's good if you have yeah. that uh, honestly. If that's what you really believe. Yeah. If you really believe in front of a, a, a witness here, <laughs> your assistant, then 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 I I I applaud you for that, because well, it was very difficult yeah, for me. I I, I understand. And I yes. sympathize. I sympathize for 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 that because. From the beginning, it's not like you planned the pregnancy, and it's not like you planned no. to get married. It's like you did it because you're a good guy, yes, as opposed to doing the right thing, yes, which exactly. would have been had an abortion, right. which would have not been we married. We tried to, yeah, but it didn't work out. Yeah. We we're too scared. We we're too scared. So this was the this was the hand that was dealt to you. Yes, so you exactly. got to yeah, so you got to L.A. Right. Yes, and, and then I what? You got to Clifton Way, which yes. is on Robertson and Beverly. Or I paid. I got friendly with the people that owned it, uh, and I paid. Uh, seventy-five thousand dollars for that house when when the uh, came to get to uh, for the apartment off of off it was, of Clifton. It was an apartment. Way. It was like you know, there were like houses on top of each other. There were like so. I remember and, you doing the. I mean, because that's where I was born. Yes. Right. Yes. And Peter was born there. Yes. Pretty much, we were born in yeah, Hollywood. Born, exactly. Yeah. You were Hollywood babies, man. You yeah. were coming to, you were born in the hospital in Hollywood, and I had to go yeah. to Hollywood. And how was that experience? It was good. It was good. It was you know, I was used to it by now. Right. I was always a father, and I was like responsible, and I it was, was like you. Re- you've gotten those calls before in the past, so this time it but wasn't. The, well, this time these, was like, the, the, you right. guys came, and it was like I was older. Mm. And I was, you know, sort of like, you yeah. know, yep, settled, more settled. Right. And I cared about your mom, you yeah, know, and it was yeah. just, we had a was fairly cool, good yeah. relationship. It was kind of cool. And it was just, you know. You just it, dealt it, with it. What, what, what it was. And then when I gave her the store. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't okay. gotten to that yet. So you came out here, Route 66. What happened then? Well, then they d- decided that they, it wanted to be a series. They decided the last minute they, 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 didn't, want, they didn't want to do it. Right. So I lost out on that. But I wasn't. But didn't you do the Ed Sullivan show? Oh yeah, I was. And that yeah. was before Barbara Streisand. I was with Barbara Streisand when we did it. We were working right. the Bon Swan. And, and then York. how did you think you that set went? That no, I didn't like. I didn't. I, like, I saw it and I thought it was really good. Like was, I seen it before. It? I don't know why you thought that it was a bad set. Uh, I don't know. I just, 
I don't know. I saw it maybe once or twice, and I looked at it. And I said, I, you know, I didn't like it. And it, I, it was mom there? No, she wasn't. She wasn't no, there? No, she wasn't. Was, I flew to What New did York. she think of, think of your set? I don't remember. I don't hmm. remember what she said. Because I remember I thought that she said it, was, it wasn't good as well. But I thought I saw it like because I'm like you said it was bad. She said it was bad. I saw it and I'm like that was fucking that was great. You looked great. You did your manador thing and it seemed good to me. I've heard most of the story that wow. he did a he played a Spanish guy in a in a in a, in a he did a very good job. I forgot the writer. You wouldn't know him anyway. But he did a couple of other shows when he came out here. Your father. Yeah. And he was very good. Yeah. Very good. And he did Sanford and Son. You know, he played yeah. a preacher there. That yeah. you know, because it was your time. Yeah, no, I remember. So did you see his Sullivan spot? Yeah, he didn't think he did good there because something happened, he told me, that uh, somebody died that week. Oh, they, wow. And he had to mention, Sullivan said, and, uh, and now here's comedy. Oh, of wow. S- comedy of Sammy Shaw, you know. Sammy didn't do too well uh, your father used to get a little uptight mm. sometimes on those big shows, mm. you know. The that's, Sullivan was, yeah, uh, you know. That's normal. Everyone gets uptight yes. on any show. Yes. You go on Jimmy Kimmel, you go on any of these shows that are on, you're going to feel like. That's you know very what I mean? true. That's very true. Yeah, it's hard to flow, especially when you But he did better in clubs. That's why he. Uh-huh. But, but when he was on that five minutes they gave him. But he was still good. He was yeah. better than he thought he was. Yeah, I think, so. I think he was great. Yeah. Yeah, so. Your f- father did characters. Yeah. A lot of characters in his... his uh, Did you write those characters? Oh, sure. What were some I'm of I'm a writer. Yep. <laughs> That's why I write those mo- damn things. What were those, some of the most memorable stuff that you wrote for him? And you said, here, Sammy, do this. Well, the one he, he talks about the most is I did the preacher... Uh, mm. Not the preacher bit. I did the preacher bit. Then I did Jimmy Swaggett, mm. who has an um, uh, uh, interpreter, because I yeah. saw it on television one day. A real guy with Jimmy Swaggart, and he had a little Spanish guy. And he'd say, ladies and gentlemen, God is wonderful. He's a wonder. He loves you. He loves you. So I wrote that bit for Sammy, and it's one of of the the bits he likes Do you think if he's listening to this right now, he's going, he's a fucking liar. I wrote that bit. Who wrote the bit? Did you write it or did he write it? Oh, no, he'll tell you. He'll tell you that I wrote the bit. Really? If he tells you, and he'll say... Because Rudy is my writer. Right. You heard that a million times. No, he How said you guys are it? friends. He said you're good, dear friends. He didn't say anything about. He says Roy. best friends and writer. Yeah, writer. Right. Or yeah, All and right. writer maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. one thing Sammy does admit, at least when he's with me, mm. that you wrote me good stuff. Mm. You used to think it was caca, but he says, yeah, you no, wrote I me good No, I thought it was stuff. always good. I don't remember what it was. I was really. Yeah, young. I know you didn't know what it, what I did and what he didn't. No, but you were his sidekick. I like that. You're like his Andy Richter. Yes, that's exactly right. Well, no, we were closer than that. Yeah. And I knew all about his private life. Everything oh, you, you're you saying, yeah. I knew. Really? Because he told me so I'm about I wish I didn't mm. marry and I wish it. And I think you're doing very, very well not marrying. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't all get right. married till I was in my early 60s, so remember wow, that. smart. All right, here we are, guys. So let me ask you a question just about your career, just as a, uh, a stand-up comic and as someone that, you know, has been doing it for so long. Like, I remember, like, when I first hit, you know, or early on, I don't want to say that we're jealous because that's not the right word, but just kind of like, what the fuck? 
You know what I mean? Because a lot of your friends like Shecky Green and, and, and Milton Burrow and, and Red Buttons and all these are all your peers. Yes. Like they made it to these big names. Yes. And you never made it to your big. Exactly. Yeah. You never made it to even though everyone knows who you are. But America, most of no, America, most America probably America. doesn't know. No. you. Were, I mean, you were on Red Fox's show and yeah. you'd been on a lot of stuff. Well, I've been a lot of half followers but from, and stuff. Just from what I notice, um, like at the time growing up, you know, it was hard for you. You know, it was yes. hard for you and it was frustrating for you. But now that you're older, it's not as like you don't care as much. I don't. Yeah. And that's don't... where I'm, I'm funnier now than I think I've ever been. Right. Naturally. Because, yeah. Because, because I talk about, about I talk about this. stuff about getting older. I talk about who I really am. I have an attitude. But what was it like back then? Because you were started drinking a lot. I was drinking so every day. So how did that make Yeah. How did that make you feel knowing and seeing all your friends? You know, because you did get parts. I remember you got a couple parts here and there. Yeah. But you were never Milton Berle. You were never no, Red no. Buttons. Those were stars. Those were stars. Yeah, but you were as funny as those guys. Oh, yes, but I was. You were as yes, funny as yes, those guys. Yes, But I was. you didn't hit for whatever reason. Whatever Is it because re- of mom? And, no, you're, and not just, being able to perform in front pro- of her? It's just probably the timing of it. I wasn't uh, emotionally ready for it. You were when drinking? When I got the break. Were, and yeah, drinking did, something. Not so I would be drunk you think or anything. That, yeah, but do you think that led to you? I think the fear I had. Uh, the insecurities I had about myself and and the just, pa- and the fact that you weren't free as a performer because you yes, had mom always, and the kids yeah, and all this other bullshit over my shoulder. Right. Was, and it was uh, something that you didn't want. No, exactly, right. exactly. Right. So it was and like a weight. It was a heavy, heavy weight, and I stayed with it. Yeah. And my your mother, uh, the only good thing your mother ever said about me that was mm. really positive was. Your dad was a good provider. That's wonderful. That I was a good provider. That I well, that I you, did, yeah, you showed up and you you I, you paid. Just, you weren't a deadbeat dad. I did. I I paid. Uh, send the checks home to mom. I I kept a hundred dollars. I gave her all the money. She paid all the yeah. bills and did whatever. And, she and had the to the do. thing that you bring up to me a lot, which is something that still pisses you off to this day, is the fact that during you know the the you know the holidays, you know she yes. didn't she didn't invite no. She didn't invite you around, no, and she. We always had to meet you at Denny's, or we always had to other kind of places, meet yeah. you at other places. Or we went yeah. to spend time with mom now, and then. Right. But now, flip it on her, and then I want to hear your side of the story. If you flip it on her, do you blame her? Because uh, you were divorced. I, I, I blame her. I blame her for uh, uh, what she was telling the kids about me. Right. That really hurt me. That she was always demeaning me to you, you kids. You kids were just growing up, and you didn't know what was right or what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was a very negative part on her part. And do you think that's but, part of the reason why she's sick right now? I, I has I had a lot to do. I figured you think that's there was part something of the to do she's with got Parkinson's. And yes, she got she, the nerves. And Suzanne and I discussed it. Mm-hmm. My wife, present wife, discussed mm-hmm. it about her. The anger. And we both feel yeah. the anger that yeah. she had in her. And uh, dishonesty and the greed that mm. she has is really what turned her with the way she is today. Right. I really believe that. And then, but her mom, I mean, her sister had Alzheimer's, so you don't think yes. it's part in the family well, as well? Well, I don't know about that. I know, as you, I, I guess as you get older, because I can only say because I am 86, that if you don't keep on top of everything, read and just, mm. you know, try to better but yourself. She, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and your brain deteriorates and you get dementia. That's what one of my doctors told me. Was what? Read the magazine. Listen so, up, people, because this is important because yes. we're all going to get fucking old. Yeah. 
So all the people that are in their 30s and 40s and 50s should really yeah. listen to this shit. Go on. Yeah, and 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 read and magazines and just not crap mm. and read books and just try to stay ahead of the game and try to, you know, be positive and just, you know, be a good person and you won't get dementia. Mm. And that's one of my doctors told me that. Mm. And I lately that's all I've been doing. I'm writing right. another book and yeah. I'm the I watch you know less a lot of less television. I don't goof around with the iPod, so, which I can't so figure on a, out. Yeah, so on a scale of one to ten, how much do you feel that you've let go all the kind of I don't want to say hatred because it's not hatred that you have for mom. I don't have I mean, any. No, hatred. I'm not saying no. hatred, but I mean just kind of like resentment for her being the way that she was in the early days. I let it go. So I you're just cool let with it. it. Go. Yeah, I let it go. Yeah, you're cool. Cause, I'm cause, sad. I'm sad yeah. the way she is today. Because mm. when but, I show you pictures of her. Yeah, I don't want. I want to see it. I can't. I can't yeah. look at it. No, yeah. from that woman that that I knew, yeah. who was so positive and so, so, uh, so I mean, engaging and just worked so hard and, mm. and knew what she was doing. Yeah, she was a rock you star. Know, you know, she was a rock star. Yeah. She put a, put a built a temple on on Sunset yeah. for her, Temple Mitzi. You know. Yeah. Well, everything. So, you know, the thing is, it's like for me at MTV, and when I hit, it was like every. Everything in life, a lot of it, yes, is talent. It has to do with talent, but a lot of it is timing. You know, and the fact that timing. you got her pregnant and the fact that she didn't have an abortion and you brought her out to California and Frank Sennis asked you yeah. to open the comedy comedy room and she was there and the timing worked out and right. Well, she wasn't there. She was just my wife. But no, Fred, but, but that what, means she was there. She was your wife. Yeah, she was. Well, yeah, she yeah, was. She yeah. was there. She, she was in never LA. Even came to the store. Never. Even but came it doesn't down. matter. She was yeah. with you. Yeah, she was next to you. And the thing that uh, it still bothers me somewhat mm. is that every time you went to an affair, Paulie Shore was a big star. You always took your mother and never invited me. Hmm. And that really bothered but me. I think that you did go to a lot of no, affairs. No, I did not. Didn't you go to In the Army now when we did it at Disney? No, nothing. I, no, I remember seeing you no, there. No, never one thing. Never one thing. Uh, I, I, I think I'll, I'll show you some pictures of you at In the Army now screening at Disney. Because I remember you being there. I know you, you going around with the food and going, "Hey, look at the food." Yeah. Well, but, mo but well, maybe one or two or one of those. But mostly, when you were really doing well, and I was really proud of you, that I wanted to go to some of those places and be part and be have fun with you there. And, and it was always your mom. Your mom was a famous lady. Mm. She was at the comedy. Oh, I remember the MTV Awards. I took her to that. Yeah. And I went with uh, my my girlfriend at the time, Savannah. Right. And I took her with that. Well, she she supplied the limo. Did you didn't have a limo? No, no, <laughs> right? no, no. I didn't have limos. Uh, I had limos when they picked me up to work at Harrow's and all those places. Atlantic City. I had, I always always had had some. I was like considered in the business number two, number one. You know what that yeah, means? Yeah, you were the number, number one, number two. Guy, two. Number one. You were the number. I was the, the best warm up. Considered the best warm up opening act in show business. Were you with them like in the '90s, like ni the 1990s and stuff? Oh sure, sure. Because that's when I hit from MTV and films and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you see, you were when we opened the comedy store. You were a little baby. You ga ga go boo mm. boo. You were nothing. So we, you know, you were mostly involved with your mother. Mm. Sammy was involved with me and everybody else. Your other, your other, your bigger kids. You got very close to your mother. I heard what you were saying. You know, that's why. You right. were like you taking know, you her to the event. That's right, taking right. her to the events. It was an that's automatic thing. Yeah, it was an automatic thing because you yeah. were the young kid, and you saw her at the comedy store. Mm. 
you know, and, and running it. But who the hell knew that she was going to run the comedy store, right. by the way? I'll tell you something. When when I heard she was took over, because I went to write for Carol Burnett, and I didn't want to run it anymore. It was, uh, and neither did Sammy. When your mother took over, she did a great job, and I would never have known that mm. because she was always, you know, like I said, having headaches. headaches yeah, that's crazy. And then, um, so do you think my dad, when I made it, um, he was jealous of me at all, or proud of me, or you don't know? You don't oh remember? no, I think you know. That's a very good question. I think he was proud of you. Mm. I think he was jealous mm. the fact that he didn't do a movie like mm. that. But he really was, he always talked highly of mm. you, you know, about making it all look, mm. the movies you did and everything. Wow. But then he was jealous of the fact that you were sided with Mitzi. Mm. So like, but that's interesting what you said, because that makes sense that I was pretty much raised by her in the comics. And I wasn't, exactly. he was like, yeah, I was Same three thing, You never really knew yeah. me. Right. You know, because yeah. you were a little baby there yeah. at the time. Because I know? was three, I was three when... Um, 72 we yeah, opened. Yeah, I was three when my parents divorced. Oh. Dad took off, and then I was with mom at the club. And same with so, Peter. Yeah. So maybe that's why Peter sided with mom as well. Yeah. I guess. I don't you know, know, we ran the comedy store pretty well. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that. You know, we, you know, your mother did a great job in putting one thing. I says, you, you can't have the comics come. They'll never come at the same time. You're going to put them on at 9, 9, 15. You'll never do that. And she did that. She gave them specific times. Mm. We used to just put them on as they Whenever, came. and right. all. But she oh, did wow. a great job with that. Yeah. And was she like, was that, very good. That must have been wild. Like just people would show up and be like, all right, you want to go up next? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. But it's also I would uh, I would have a person. I would put a person on like for 930. I said, okay, you're going on 930. And all of a sudden. Flip Wilson, who you know, don't you? Yeah, of course. Flip Wilson at his own comedy show, he'd say, I want to go on, or Red Fox. And I'd have to bump the guy, like a guy like you, I'd have to bump and put him on. Someone, put someone not known. Yes, and they didn't yeah. like that. And that happened a lot. Yeah. Because they used to pass by David Brenner and, uh, you know, uh, Mo- Steve Landsberg, those guys. Remember kind of Jimmy comedy. Martinez? Jimmy Martinez, very well. He used to come up there. Is he lot. still alive? He's still alive. He doesn't do show business. Because I wanted him in a Mel Brooks movie years ago, and he says, no, I don't want to do that anymore. He was a very funny guy. He used to give my mom marijuana. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, well, Steve Landsberg. Your mother smoked marijuana. Yeah, come on. Behind so my Steve back. La- Steve Landsberg. Steve Landsberg was my mom's boyfriend for a long time. Yes, I know that. And then Steve Landsberg and I think Jimmy Martinez, who was in Blazing Saddles. Yes. In a couple other films, used to bring over like all these joints. Yes, I used to get a joints from him too. Yeah, you did, yes, right? Yes. And they were always what? They were rolled up. Yes, rolled up. Yes, yes. Yeah, they were. He was great, up. That, yeah. but now he's missing. Wow. Nobody get down. Now we get medical marijuana. Rudy DeLuca, my dad's writer. You know, your your father, if he was drinking today, he could have medical vodka. There you go. There you go. As of now, at, at 86... I, you know, I feel my, my, uh, depletion of my body Mm. starting to, as much as I work out and do be positive and have Mm. fun with everybody, uh, I still feel it's kind of hard for me, but I'm enjoying these, these times, these, these moments that I have now that I, that when I walk out there, I'm just like, Hey man, this is, this, what's better than this? Yeah. Yeah. And then to introduce you. 
Yeah. And then you go out and you do your your perfectly clean uh, show that's not one off-colored word, nothing. It's just <laughs> I get so excited. Look at my kid out there. He's just so clean and pure, and, and I get excited, and the people get, especially when you're screwing the microphone. And that was, that was a good, that was a well, big one. It's funny because when I watch you, I see me a lot. Do you really? Of course. Well, you know, you, you kibitz with the audience. Yeah, and, I always do. I, yeah, I do well, that. that's, that's what, what I, I do, do too. So yeah, it's like you we're, you're my dad. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. the fucking same. So it's the same. But this, yeah, no, we're the yeah. same. Yes. We're pretty much the same. Yeah. Only you know I, I mean? don't. I didn't go that route because when I was making in the business, so called making in the business, you didn't say one hell, not even hell. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's like um, like I could work any way that I want to work because really, you know. It's really about choices, but for me, I feel more comfortable working blue. You Work, know? Working blue? Yeah, because um, I don't know. Maybe it has has to do with the fact that I, you know, I was raised at you know at, at the comedy store, and there was raised with the comics. You know, no one was really around. To, you know what I mean? I have no manners. You know what right. I mean? I mean, you walk in my hotel room, it's a fucking disaster. Well, like a you bomb know? dropped. Yeah, so it's like. You know what I mean? I don't have the the right etiquette, but I'm myself. No. You know what I mean? I'm Polly. You know what I mean? That's my my thing. And and being you know around Sam Kennison and Richard Pryor, and those are the guys for me when I was you know in the '70s and '80s, kind of as a kid looking. Mm-hmm. At, those are the guys that I was really attracted yes. to. Yes. You know, I didn't like I didn't like um, Jerry Seinfeld. No, you know, I, didn't I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't either. No, so, but I didn't yeah. like those clean you know right, those clean right. comics. They didn't do anything for me. I, I wasn't right. moved by them. Right. So, you know, Sam Kennison and Richard were the first ones that kind of turned me on to drugs right. and turned me on to strippers and porno stars and that whole kind of um, that time. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's what I kind of became on stage, even though my movies, you know, Son-in-Law are right. very heartfelt uh, in Americana. Yes. But then so did Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor did a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And you look at guys like Bob Saget, you know, that they work you know, very dirty, terrible, but then, but then he does TV shows and right. he works very clean. Right. So I can shift to different ways, but I feel funner talking about sex on stage because I've had a lot of sex. So it's something I know I'm like comfortable with it. You know what I mean? They always say, write what you know about. So I know about sex. I've had sex with a lot of girls. I've been with a lot of girls. I've been around. So I'm just, comfortable speaking about that as opposed to something that I might not. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, in, as a father looking at his son working blue, I totally get where you're coming from. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I and, and, and being a guy yeah. of my, uh, of what I've been through all my life and working with the people that I've worked with, there was never an off colored uh, word coming out of my mouth because I grew up with those guys. Yeah. Those guys were all clean. You worked Harris hotel on in your dressing room, you weren't even allowed to say hell. Yeah. That's a Mr. Hera had it for, uh, for off call anything that was off. Forget about it. You were yeah. fired. So I, that's what I grew up with. You grew up with the other way, like yeah. you said, sex, this, that. Yeah. It was a different generation. Well, I grew up in a, in a you know in a, yes. a lion's den. But I mean, people, you, know I mean? you see. So. But I look at you now. I watch you now, and I see people that really like you. I mean, they like you personally. And when you get into that, I mean, really, I was watching some of it last night. It was really gross. I mean, it was, uh, I had to walk out. I swear to you, I had to walk out of the room. I went back to the, I was watching you. And I went back, I said, I can't, I can't watch this. Right. You were really, I mean, I've seen you work where you could get blue and all. It was okay. 
But it just so happened last night you were just, I mean, you were the bottom at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You were like reaching down <laughs> into the, <laughs> anything would work. be cleaner than what you were last night. Wow. You were last night, it was like, I, that's not my kid. When it was people, no, that's not my son. He's a, he's a, he's an imitator of Paulie Shore. No, but so. it was just that. But, you know, for me to have to look at you and see you do that, I don't care if it's a late show, an early show. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm, I don't care what you can say. You can talk about it a hundred years from now. I will still not. To me, comedy. That's not comedy. To me, that's not pure comedy, like Charlie Chaplin or those guys that grew up in those days. That was pure comedy in that generation. And the guys that grew, yeah, Richie Pryor. Well, he was dirty and off color, but he did it in character. He did it in character. It wasn't as bad as when he when he did. It, you had to respect. For that man who was brilliant, you know, and and Rickles was never dirty, uh, Don was never dirty, and Bob Newhart was never dirty, and those guys that grew up in that area, which was kind of my area, uh, they were not they were not dirty yeah. at all. No, I understand. So I'm just saying, you know, it just bothers me as I know you're such a talented guy, and to have to see you do that, and they love it. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, I would watch the audience. The audience was laughing their asses off at it. But as a, pro, a professional and being in the business 65 years and getting all kinds of awards, not big time awards, but all kinds of, but I'm just saying, just, you know, watching the new kids today, like I watch uh, uh, Vinny Favorito is a really good friend of mine. And he's so off the wall and dirty, but, but he's so clever with it that, you know, he ad libs I've never lot. been, I've never had great material. My material is, my material has always been like, it's for me. It's always been my persona. Yeah, that has oh, been definitely better than my material. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, I'm just De not a great writer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm I, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I could see. And that. on that note, you guys, that was my father, Sammy Shore. I mean, we can obviously speak for hours and hours, but we have to. Uh, we have to end this because I gotta hop in the shower. Yeah. Thank you for letting the uh, letting the uh, the the well, audience. You just call, all of a sudden you called me on the phone and thought you maybe you wanted to go have coffee at Starbucks again or do something. Or have dinner or something. I said, "Oh, I'll be right there." I said, "Okay, I'll be. I'm here." And all of a sudden, you're walking with two microphones and a and a box and a thing and an assistant. And all of a sudden, we're doing an hour of talk here. Well, that's uh, it, you guys. We'll see it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening and uh, peace out. Say bye, Dad. Bye, bye, bye. Paul. Bye. Wow, who would knew it would come to this ending? Like, I, you know what? Now that we're here and I'm listening, I need you as my fucking writer. You need a job. You got any jokes for me, bro? You're not writing for him. He's in fucking Vegas. He's 87. I don't know how to write dirty jokes. You know, you know, I've listened to him. You know, it's very funny because we're brood up, brought up. I was mm -hmm. brought up writing comics for television. Right. And it's hard for us to write dirty. You, you were brought up, you know, in the comedy store. And yeah. that's all you saw was Sam Kennison and... Yeah. and um, Andrew Dice Clay, and I could see the difference. Sammy and I would never think mm. of anything dirty. Right. And of course, you write for movies, you can't write dirty, but of course you do that too. But it's very interesting, you know? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, for me, it's like my parents divorced when I was three. I was raised at the comedy store. My influences were yeah. Andrew Dice Clay and I Sam Kennison yes. and Richard Pryor. So it's pretty much all I... Excuse me, I just burped. You know what I mean? It's pretty much all I know. Now that's dirty. Right. You see, if you were a clean comic, you'd go, you know, right. off camera. But right. you weren't writing, I mean, off mic. You were, uh, Yeah. 
I mean, the, the mom was with the comics. Dad was on the road yeah. banging vagina. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was left basically with, you know, Sam Kennison and Roseanne Barr and all these different crazy people. So I don't really have, you know, maybe I need to go to etiquette school or something. What do you think that'll, or is it too late? Etiquette school? Where were you, in the 40s? I don't know. Etiquette school. No, what? all yeah. you have to do is start doing clean material and, and, and trust yourself mm. in getting laughs that way. Mm. You don't trust yourself getting laughs. Well, yeah, but but it's basically like a crutch for me. Yes, that's you know what, what I mean? it is. It's like a crutch. It's almost like a comedian pulling the guitar out. Exactly. Or, or Gallagher running to his yeah. watermelon or some shit. Yes. Yeah. If you ever change, it has to be for purpose, not somebody mm. telling you. You don't have to go on television or you have to do clean material yeah. somewhere or move, yeah. you know. You didn't do dirty. Well, you didn't do dirty stuff in your movies. You can't. No. You couldn't get away with it. You know, no. real filth. No, no. And then, and lastly, um, looking looking at the situation from afar, um, my dad um, and me working together. What do you think about that? That's pretty cool. Like my well, dad. Oh, like that's where I was interviewing him. I was interviewing him from the uh, from the hotel room because we were about to do shows at the Improv in Tempe. Like my dad's eighty seven years old. He's opening for me, and he's been opening for me for like 15, 20 years. He loves working with yeah. you. He so loves it. He cool. tells me I'm going to work with Paulie. Yeah. Oh, he loves it now. And you're like, like, like he said, you know, now he has more confidence. He's older, but he also has a, an attitude, which I always told him to do, an angry attitude. Mm. Not angry like uh, Don yeah, Rickles, like but, yeah. you know, angry at getting older and stuff like that. And your father could never be, you know, a mean person on mm. stage. And he does very well now. And like mm. he said, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, you're still competing. Mm. He's like the tail end of, what is he competing with, yeah. you know? Do you still write him jokes after all these Yeah, shows? he really? still calls me. You know, I need something for this. I'm opening for Paulie. Dad. Oh, wow. Remember I gave him that, that he always likes the one thing I gave him about, uh, you know, things could, he gave birth to you. It could have been worse. He could have given birth to uh, Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Yeah, he, he loves says, that joke. That silly joke gets a yeah, big laugh, he says. Good. But things like that. And so, you know, we were, we were on the phone and doing that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much, Rudy, for sitting in with me and listening to my father, Sammy Shore. And all the comics that are listening to this want to thank you and my father for at least starting the comedy store, um, you yes. know, with, with my dad. And lastly, just really quickly, did my dad win the comedy store divorce or did my mom give it to her? I mean, because he says that he gave it to her and she says that he, she won it in the divorce. What do you say? I say he gave it to her. Mm. She, she would have won it in the divorce. I mean, anyway, I guess. I don't know. But he told me, he always told me he gave it to her. Mm. So because, they didn't fight You for know, it. let's face it. At the moment that your mother came into the comedy store, mm. we were finished with it. Mm. It was too much. I was a writer. Your father was a comic. Mm. We couldn't deal with running a store business. Mm. Your mother was perfect. She was perfect. Perfect for that store. The only problem she did was what Johnny Carson did with other... You, if you do this show, you can't do Bud mm. Friedman's. Mm. And I thought that was... That was like, yeah. uh, I don't know why they did that. That put so so much animosity. Put, put, put weird energy out there with yeah, the comics, Yeah, it should have been you play that. Because I was going to start doing that with the comics here at the Laugh Factory. And say, hey, if you work here, you can't work the Laugh Factory. But no. now that I talk to you, I'm going to change my mind about Don't do that. I know, bro. Let What's them up? bro. No, I know. I'm just, is, kidding. I'm no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you weren't going to do that. No, I'm playing. Oh, of course, I don't care where the me. fuck people That's play. That's right. What you got to get care? on motherfucking stage, bitches. Tell it like it see, is. I have to end with a dirty talk. You talk like me, nice and clean. Okay, I'll be clean. Or like, 
my last thing I want to say in oh, the sh- words of, you know, Tony Curtis. Was of right course. Here. Is he still alive? <laughs> no. Fuck. God damn it. He had a beautiful hairpiece. I'm dead. My name is Tony Curtis. I was once married to Janet Lee, and I was the best looking man on the face of the earth. And I didn't like Marilyn Monroe. People say, well, I thought it was, they said, did you say it was like kissing Hitler with Marilyn? I said, yes, it was kissing Hitler. Marilyn, but, but now I'm in heaven, and I'm still the best-looking guy up here. Oh, wow. That's great. And on that note, thank you so much, Rudy. We love you. Thank you, And thank Paulie. you, Dad, so much. We love you here. At, we're here at the Commerce Journey offices up here. Thank you for starting this place, and, uh, and thank you for giving my mom... The coffee store. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye Peace bye. out, Brother Sam. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you had a good time with Mr. Sammy Shore, my father. Give a round of applause. Da, 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 da. And give a round of applause to his friend, Rudy DeLuca, the Buka Duca. Thank you guys so much for sitting in with me, giving people a little bit more insight of where the comedy store was hatching. In the beginnings of it. And, um, and Dad, I love you. It's all good in the hood. All right, let me tee up next week's episode with none other than Mr. Chris Rock. He is so fucking funny. He should be on fucking TV. All right, that's it, you guys. Um, follow me on Twitter, which is just at Polly Shore. Also, check out my website for when I will be at the Woodstock Film Festival because my new movie is going to be airing on Showtime. December 4th, and it's going to be premiering at the Woodstock Film Festival. So check that out on my website, which is polyshore.com. Also check out polyshore.com for tour dates. And I want to give it up to Lauren Butcher for the music that played behind Rudy DeLuca. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week for another beautiful episode. I hope you are what? Still interested. <laughs>